0: Hey everybody, it is Nick Bradley here. Welcome to Scale Up for this week. This week we're going to get into a question that I get asked multiple times per week And because I get asked this question so many times, I thought, you know what? Instead of, you know, writing out an email to someone or posting in a group or going back on social media, I'm just going to point everyone to this podcast episode (laughs) and then they can kind of find out what they need to find out. And it also saves me a lot of time in responding. And I always want to respond. Remember that. But my time is getting more and more limited by the day. The question I get asked all the time is... How much is my business worth? Now, I get it. I talk about scale to sale, acquisitions, business exits, life-changing money, capital events, all that stuff. You know, it's kind of my thing. And I understand totally when I put all that stuff out there all the time, why people are are going to come back to me and say, well, yeah, that's great, Nick, but what's my business worth? Now, this is interesting, right? Because What's interesting for me is that people have such a broad perspective about what they're creating and therefore what the value of their business is. Some people come to me and say, oh, my business is worth $150 million. And when you look at it, you go, it's not even worth close to that. Other people say, I've got a unicorn here, which is a a business worth over a billion dollars. And there's a bit of delusion that happens. Now, I don't judge people on that. I totally get that when you are an entrepreneur or a business owner and you're building something, you don't know all the details, you don't have the experience of what I've got of years in private equity. But it is important to understand how to do a basic valuation of your business. It's important because if you are trying to create a life-changing exit, if you want to sell your business one day for life-changing money, as I call it, scaling fast and exiting rich, you need to know your starting point. You need to know what your business is valued at today even if it's a bit sort of broad and not specific at this point, and you need to know what you are working towards, okay? That's what I've called the delta, and then you know exactly what your strategies and tactics need to be in order to bridge the gap so that you can get to that exit on your terms. Before I get into the different ways that you can do a valuation on a company, my caveat here is I'm just gonna give you some quick things today. If you are serious about this, the best thing to do is to go out to a professional firm, a uh, one of the big accountancy firms uh, and get them to come and do a valuation. But appreciate that if you do that, you are gonna have to pay for that. And my advice would be do that at the latter stages, right? Don't go and spend thousands of dollars now on that because you need to have a certain amount of baseline and foundation before it's worth doing that. Second thing I wanna say is that valuation is cryptic and ambiguous because the value of a company is really what the buyer sees in it. Now you as the seller may have an expectation but and we are going to get into some ways of bridging the the difference between the, the buyer and the seller in terms of that expectation. But if someone loves your business and you've created something that is hard to replicate or it's going to take a lot of time or money for someone else to create for example, and you know, what you have is crucial for what their plans are for their ultimate exit or what they're doing with their business, then they're gonna see a heap more value than any of the kind of metrics and calculations that I'm about to go through are gonna give you, okay? So I've seen situations where we do the sums, we get a professional valuation come in, we go to market, and then the business is worth three, four, five times more in terms of the multiple times more than what we expected, and that's fantastic. And equally, I've seen the opposite being true when someone expects the business to be worth more, but there's something in the business that's broken, needs to be fixed, and we have to go back to the, a few steps. I wouldn't say back to the drawing board for a second there, but it's not quite as radical as that, but you need to go back a few steps to be able to fix those problems again to maximize the value that you want to achieve. So let me go through a few ways of how you can do some quick company valuations, so how you can work out what your business is worth without just doing the traditional profit multiples. Now, I've spoken about profit or EBITDA, multiples, earnings before interest tax, demortization, no, sorry, um, I always get this wrong, earnings before interest tax, depreciation, and amortization. Just EBITDA, net profit, (laughs) I have to say it so many times per week. But... Those multiples are effectively what the standard approach is. So you know that, you know, if you've got a certain amount of profit, you times it by a multiple, that gives you a valuation. I want to go through some other ways that you can think about it. The first way is that you can tally the value of assets, right? You can add up the value of everything the business owns, including all the equipment, inventory, things like receivables. You then subtract any debts or liabilities, and effectively what you're looking at is the value of the business on the balance sheet. Okay, so this is one of the most important financial documents a business can have. So you're looking at the balance sheet valuation. It is at least a good starting point for determining the business's worth, but the business is probably worth more than its net assets. So for example, how much revenue or earnings can you expect from the business driving cash flow? And in many cases, I prefer that as a valuation because cash is king as we know in business. The second thing you can look at instead of EBITDA that I butchered before, <laughs> net profit, is you can base it on revenue. How much does the business generate in annual sales? And you calculate that um, via, you, know, you can look if you get a stockbroker to help you, business brokers can help you with this. Um, and you calculate that and you look at how much the a typical business in your industry might be worth based on a certain level of annual sales. Sometimes you will look at recurring sales. So what's called ARR, annual recurring revenue, or MRR, which is monthly recurring revenue. Okay. So some businesses might be worth, you know, in a certain industry at a certain time, two times sales. Some might be five. Um, sometimes it goes up to 10 or more. Even one of the ones I was involved in recently was worth 20 times its sales and that was a tech business very, very well structured within an industry where its proposition was very unique, okay? I'm not a massive fan of revenue multiples, Partly because I love profitable businesses. That's where I focus any of my investment. That's not to say there isn't value in revenue, and but it's really become popular of late for technology businesses where you have to put so much money in up front. Quite often, the business isn't profitable for years, but once it reaches profitability, once all that investment kicks in, the profit that is generated from those businesses can be enormous and the margins are very, very high. That's why it's become a popular way of looking at Um, valuations. The next one is earnings multiples. And this is a more relevant measure of the company's earnings or a way of thinking of it is what we call price to earnings ratio or the PE ratio. So we estimate the earnings of the company for the next few years. And let's say a typical um, PE ratio is 15 uh, and the projected earnings are say $200,000 a year the business would be worth, therefore, $3 million based on that calculation. Okay, so that's another way of looking at it. One of the more complex ways, which is very popular and quite traditional, is called a discounted cash flow analysis. So the discounted cash flow analysis is a complex formula, as I said. It looks at the business's annual cash flow and projects it into the future and then discounts the value of the future cash flow versus today using what is called a net present value calculation. Now, if we had like another six hours, I could go through net present value calculation. I actually learned this when I went to business school at INSEAD and it was an incredible presentation on it, but I'm not gonna bore you today. But what I will say, the easiest way, if you wanna think of an NPV calculation, net present value calculation, is just go online and you'll find literally Heaps and heaps of calculators. Like you know, most of the the big sort of accountancy firms have these kind of calculator tools on their website. So just you know, do a Google search for NPV calculator, and you'll have to plug some numbers in from your from your business, but it will give you an idea of valuation based on that. The last thing I want to say, I think, which is probably aligned to what I started this this episode with earlier, is that you know you need to go beyond all of these financial formulas. Don't just base your assessment of A business's value on number crunching, or, you know, of the spreadsheet, as I call it. Consider the value of your business based on things like its geographical location, uh, its potential strategic value to any acquirer, okay? Quality of the customer base, quality of the machine that you've built, you know, how aligned are the processes, systems, automation? How good is the leadership team and the people that you've employed? How... How strong is your brand? How well known is it within its industry or its region? How strong is your culture? Right. When people come to me and they say, I need to build my business, I want to build my business here. Come, you know, blah, blah, blah. All the stuff you're saying, you know, I need to learn. What are the things I should focus on? Well, what I often say is the financials are still gonna be 70% of the valuation of your business. Okay. So all the things I went through today, they're still gonna be key. But here are the other things. Okay the first one is have a look at your product or service and have a look at it in terms of its proprietary nature. So do you have something that is unique, remarkable, hard to replicate and differentiated within within your industry, okay? Because that has huge value in its own right, hard to commoditize. Then have a look at your processes and your people, okay? Like if a, if a business runs well and it's got metrics driving actions and activities, everything is documented. You've got everything there that, you know, if someone leaves the business, you can replace them because you know exactly what they're accountable for. That level of work, that level of rigor, when I go into buy a business and I go through the data room and the due diligence process and I see that, I just go, wow. The reason it's worth more, it's it's, it's a simple, simple way of saying it is if you buy a house that's beautifully renovated and you don't have to do anything to it, a higher value. Versus if you buy a wreck and you need to knock down walls and paint ceilings and whatever it's needed, it's going to be worth less. It's exactly the same thing. If a business is optimized and built with a level of precision so that it works beautifully like a, you know, a well-tuned engine or a finely tuned machine, it's going to be worth more. Okay. And then the last one which aligns back a little bit to the financials, is the quality of the customer base. So you don't want to be reliant on one or two big customers and if they left, the whole business would collapse. You want to have a diversity of customer base. So you want to have, you know, some big, some medium, some small customers. You want to have contracts in place, which is just as good as subscriptions and recurring revenue, actually, right? You want to have that in place. And you want to be thinking about, you know, how can I have a machine again that drives predictable revenue flow because my marketing and sales process are optimized. So all of these things when you put them together that's really what your business is worth. That's really the value that someone is going to see in it above and beyond, you know, the EBITDA multiples, the the value of the assets the revenue multiples, the earning multiples, the discounted cash flow, and NPV. But what I would encourage you to do is if you really want to know how to do this, I've given you three, four, five different approaches now that you can use. Okay, so my suggestion would be go out there and do it. You know, have a look at your business through the different lenses that I've described today. Uh, And I would actually advise you to do valuations based on two or three of them, not just one and see what comes out. What you will see is that there is a range. As I said, there's a degree of ambiguity. But within that range, there is gonna be the truth, the truth meaning that someone who wants to buy your business one day is going to work a number, make an offer within that range, okay? Your job, just to draw a line under this, is to work out what your life-changing number is, what you wanna exit the business for, or what you wanna make in, in terms of income and dividend in the future, And you need to work from that number backwards to your valuation, what I call the delta. And that is your job, okay? If you can simplify everything back to that, you are going to build a stunning business, a business that is going to allow you to live life on your terms. Okay, that is it. As I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. I hope I've answered that question effectively. Have a great day. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Scale Up with Nick Bradley. If you've enjoyed the show just as much as I've enjoyed creating it for you, then I'd really appreciate you leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the channel so you never miss a future episode? It really helps me, it helps the show, plus it makes it easier for others to access the content that I'm producing week in and week out. And finally, if you want more information about anything that you heard in today's show, to find out how you can join our community on Facebook or to find out how you can get more help in scaling up your business and your life, click the link in the show notes now.